0: Great morning, friends, and welcome to the Wake Up With Glow podcast. Excited to finally be recording from the States again um, as China was definitely posing a couple of issues with consistency, a little bit of difficulty getting the message to you guys as consistently as I would like to and how I love to be able to do so um, to connect with you all, to share the information in my brain, in my heart, and to really, really try to work together to get to our optimal selves. Uh, Today, I want to talk about a topic that I don't think is spoken on enough in these communities, in these different wellness groups, life coaching, mindset, uh, rebuilding, all of the areas of your life, anything you're listening to, whether you're listening to other podcasts, other motivational speakers, um, if you're learning from a book or from direct life experience, no matter where you're getting your information from, I think it's so important for you to be aware of this particular topic, which is the inactive periods of growth okay Uh, I know it sounds a little bit counterintuitive what does it mean how can you grow if you're inactive and my question to you is how many of the things that naturally grow in the world in nature grow just by existing grow just by being And yet humans have somehow flipped that around and made it about themselves enough to be able to posit that we have to constantly be doing something in order to grow. We need more and more and more and more experience. But what about the experience that we gain in stillness? What about the experience that we gain in stopping all of the distraction that's around us, everything that is distracting us from really connecting to what we're actually going through, feeling and experiencing within ourselves? What about that? So I want to start by saying that growth is both an active and an inactive process. And both of those parts are essential to you being able to dig as deep as possible within yourself and get to your ultimate goals. These inactive periods of growth are times when you might find yourself in a low energy state. Maybe you're not accomplishing things because you're really down in your life. It's not a super active period of time where everything is moving and shaking in accordance with your vision. Maybe you've fallen into a place because of some actions that you took that didn't turn out the way you wanted to. Maybe the world is not lining up in your favor at this present moment. Whatever has gotten you into an area of inactivity, which what i was describing right now could have been something that led you to a place that said hey you need to stop you need to halt and we need to sit and really reflect on what's going on and you feel like you truly can't muster the motivation to go out and do things but there's another side of inactivity that says i'm fine i feel fine everything's okay nothing happened but i can't seem to take the steps to get to where I'm trying to go. And no matter which side, you know, one seems really positive, just like it could be mistaken for laziness, and one seems like maybe you have something that is calling for more self-care for you to work more deeply on yourself. But it really doesn't matter. You know, I used to fight so hard when I would get into these low periods in my life. I used to fight so hard to be able to distinguish whether it was actually me going through something that I needed to pay attention to or whether I was just being lazy and justifying it by saying, oh no, I need to do this deep inner work and that's why I don't have the motivation or I don't feel encouraged to get up and get going. But I want to say to you that regardless of, you know, if you're on the fence and you don't know if you're just being lazy and making excuses or if you're really struggling, because it is difficult to distinguish within ourselves. You know, we create our own narrative every single day. We walk through life with these stories that it's often very difficult to know what's really happening with us. And I want to say to you that it does not matter. For the sake of this podcast episode, for the sake of what I'm trying to get across, for the sake of you taking this information, making it your own, and helping you to embody yourself better so you can ultimately end up where you're trying to go, it just simply doesn't matter. These inactive periods of growth, regardless of where that inactivity stems from, are super imperative for you to be able to Take the time to do some things that in an active period of growth, you don't get to do. So what are some of these things? I'm going to give you a short to-do list. And these are the things that I recommend to people. When you're in a period of inactive growth, as I like to call it, and you feel like you can't find an ounce of energy within you to go full force. Okay, because you need every little ounce that you can possibly get to go full force toward your goals and you're saying to yourself, I just don't have it in me right now. Does that necessarily mean that you should stop, drop everything and not do anything at all? The answer is no. Inactivity can manifest itself in different ways. So my suggestions to you, number one on the to-do list, if you find yourself in a state of inactivity... Try to grow as much as possible, and how can you do that? Growth comes in different forms, and one of the forms in which it comes in is constant, constant learning. Again, whether it's you reading a book, or listening to podcasts, or... You meditating or going and sitting in silence in a corner with your own thoughts and practicing self-healing, serving as your own therapist, which I'm a huge proponent of. The aim of this is to grow as much as possible while you are inactive. There are things that a lot of people, despite not having the motivation to get up and get moving, can get themselves to do. Maybe you don't have the energy to leave the house or the couch. But what about to press a button on your phone that's likely already in your hand and put on a podcast episode that's going to motivate you? Watch an informative video. Watch a documentary that's on a topic that really fires you up. Whatever it is, create visual stimulation or audio stimulation that's going to bomb your senses with the things that fuel you up because what it will do, despite it not necessarily pushing you out of the house and propelling you to get out of an inactive state of growth and into an active one, what it will do is it will keep the coals hot inside of your mind and inside of your heart and it'll keep you fired up while you're in this inactive state. And more so than just keeping it warm, right, more so than just keeping all of your talent and your passion warm inside of you, it will also spark new ideas. This is nothing that is new and out of the blue. This is all, everything that I'm saying you should feel and understand already. But for some reason, we don't necessarily do these things because we live in an all or nothing state of mind. I'm not feeling well today, so I'll do nothing instead of a little bit of something as opposed to the all of the things that I would normally do. We live in this place where we constantly have to decide A or Z, black or white. What are we going after? What are we going for? Or are we going for nothing at all? And it doesn't have to be that way. There's so much growth between your optimal growth and not doing anything at all. And you can take those incremental steps and you have to constantly be reminding yourself that that incremental step is a lot more significant to you moving forward than you sitting still and essentially moving backward. So number one on the to-do list is grow as much as possible through learning. Whatever outlet you use to learn, Go ahead and do that. Maybe your outlet is going uh you know to a meeting with a religious organization, maybe that connects you. Maybe your outlet is reading a magazine on spirituality, maybe your outlet is talking to your mother, maybe your outlet is not talking to your mother and avoiding her at all costs because she, you know, gives you anxiety. Whatever your outlet is, find a way to learn something new and to avoid the things that are causing you more resentment, more anger, more aggression, more desire to stay hidden because that's the way that you will get out of hiding faster. Number two on the to-do list, and again, I just want to say this is not in any particular order. You can do this in any way interchangeably, but they're all equally important. Number two, stop criticizing the inactivity. I cannot tell you how many people are doing things that they don't want to do and criticizing themselves for doing them. Okay? Stop criticizing the inactivity to allow it to become a positive process. If you're going to live in a state of inactivity for the time being and you're going to criticize it, then you know what ends up happening? It's no longer an inactive state of growth. Now it's just inactivity because you've already made up your mind that it's not beneficial to you, that it serves no benefit, and you can just instantly critique it, create more of this anger inside of you, which may not feel like anger. It may feel like complete disinterest, but it's still this negative emotion you're surrounding around what you're doing, and it's not going to become something productive because you've decided already. You can't see the positive side of things if you've already planted a negative umbrella over it. You have to be able to be open-minded enough to allow your inactivity to be something positive. Let it be the positive process that it can be. But if you're going to constantly wake up and say, I'm a failure, I've done nothing, I can't leave the house, I can't get out of bed, I won't step on the treadmill, I won't read a book, I won't call any of my friends, I won't seek help. If you do those things, Then before even giving yourself a natural opportunity to be drawn to do those things naturally, because your body doesn't want you to suffer, your body doesn't want you to be sad and upset, your body wants nothing more from you than for your mind to instruct it to be active, to be healthy and happy and to be a go-getter. The mind and the body are incredibly intelligent and they work together. We all know that they work together. Why is it that so many people who become ill become so after very, very deep periods of stress? Why is that? A lot of our stress is created by the mind. You first have to recognize something as being stressful. You have to recognize something as being traumatic and causing this emotional response which then signals to the body to react and adapt to what you're saying is going on. The reason that illness comes after periods of stress is because the mind has told the body. It has told the body that this is what's going on. We are not okay. Okay. So if you wake up every day and you tell yourself, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, nothing is going to work out, nothing is going to get better, nothing is going to happen today, then your body is going to stay glued to the couch or the bed or the floor. Your body is not going to actively support your positive process because your mind has instructed it to do otherwise. So please stop criticizing the inactivity. And let something positive happen to you. Even if you don't believe it, convince yourself of it. Try to force that belief upon yourself because I'm sure that we can all agree that there is nothing negative that can come from trying to put a positive spin on your own personal growth. Nothing. Convince yourself of your capability if you don't believe it yet, because I know the capability is there, and the world knows the capability is there, but for some reason, you've convinced yourself that the capability is not there for you to do whatever it is that you want to do, and your body is now following suit. And I don't want that to happen to you. So please, stop criticizing the inactivity and let the positive process take its course. Number three on the to-do list is go with your needs and your emotions. Many people are so afraid of their emotions. We say things like we don't trust our own emotions. We can't control our emotions and we are so afraid to follow them for fear that they will lead us down a very dark path that we don't want to either revisit or get to because we haven't been there yet. And when I tell you to go with your needs and your emotions, it means listen to yourself. If you feel sad, you need to feel sad. And this is really hard for people to embrace. Because people think that the way out of sadness is to simply put, to counter the sadness with the lie that we are not sad. Now, two things. So I just told you that you have to put a positive spin on things so that you can let a positive process take place. But now I'm saying that you have to go with your needs and emotions. But here's the key. You need to be able to distinguish the difference between your needs and emotions and your intuition, which guides all of it, is calling you to do something. You need to understand when something is a product of your body or when you are guiding your body to do something. It is a cycle that goes in two directions, okay? And how can we distinguish this? if you wake up and you feel sad allow yourself to be sad allow yourself to rest if your body feels like it can't do anything but when you recognize the instant that you are instructing yourself or convincing yourself i can't do it start to question whether that's true try to fight that temptation by trying to do something and seeing where it takes you. Does it take you deeper into the pain? Or does it fix the pain? Because if you try to fight that urge, which is just a thought, it's just an instruction in the beginning. I don't want to do anything. Okay. I'm going to challenge that, and I'm going to get up, and I'm going to fight with all my willpower to try and do something, and I'm going to see what the immediate result of that is. I don't want to get on the treadmill because I feel really sad. Okay, I'm going to get on the treadmill, and I'm going to give myself five minutes to see if this fixes this urge. If it does not, and I feel just as sad or sadder for not having listened to my body, then I'm going to resort back to the couch or wherever I was and I'm going to sit with myself and I'm going to do some inactive growing. But if you feel better, then herein lies the way that you can differentiate between a state of laziness and a state of actual necessity of inactive growth. So I encourage you to try this. It's a simple test. It's a simple task. And you know, maybe you won't even get yourself to step onto the treadmill, but make sure it's not because you convinced your body that it can't do it. Make sure that it's really your body saying, please stop. Please slow down. And not your mind advising your body of what it can and cannot do, because your body can do anything. Your body can do anything. And when it can't, do something at a particular moment in time because it requires something else of you, it will shut down on its own and it will encourage you to stay still. But the key here is you have to learn to listen to your own mind and body. You have to be able to draw the connections between the two. You have to be able to get very, very honest with yourself about whether you're making excuses or whether you're actually in a state that requires you to stay still and focus on yourself. So when I say go with your needs and emotions, That is something that you have to develop over time, just like meditation. No one sits down and is a perfect meditator from day one. You have to get there, and the way that you get there is by sucking at it for a really long time and then somehow feeling like you seamlessly mastered it. So you need to do that with your emotions too. Understand your emotional ability to make decisions, to act or to remain inactive, okay? Along with that, I wanna talk about cutting out and gluing in who you need in your life. When you're in an an inactive period of growth, you have to make some decisions as to who you're allowing into your energetic space. You need to know who causes you more stress or who diminishes your stress. You need to, again, practice self-awareness, practice emotional awareness, and be able to set some boundaries, put them in place, because when you're in this inactive state, You can still grow by gluing in some people who are going to facilitate your motivation boosting, facilitate your clarity. If you know someone, like the example I gave, if your mother stresses you out, cut out that conversation for that day or for that week, however you need to. And if talking to... Some friend who you have not spoken to in 10 years, but you know that that person resonates at a particular frequency that just plants clarity into your heart because of the connection you have, find a way to glue that person into your story that day or that week because that's what you need, and that is also another form of inactive growth. Again, inactive growth doesn't mean you're not taking any kind of actions, but they're actions that knowing yourself and knowing the limits that you're able to push when you are not at your optimal state of operation and functioning, knowing what you can do to still continue to grow. A little bit of action over inaction all the time, okay? And just a note on cutting out and gluing in the people that you need. Please make sure that you explain to people what it is that you're going through to the best of your ability if you believe that they are deserving of that explanation. If you care about people and you care about keeping them in your life, please try your hardest to not simply disappear from people, to not brush people off and ignore them, but actually say the words. Tell them that you are in a state that maybe you don't yourself very well understand, but you know that right now you are not in a place where you want to be having active conversations. You kind of just need to resort to yourself. You need to take care of your needs. You need to work on you. And more so than not, at least in I would say 99% of the instances where I've advised people to do this, they have come out on top, both preserving very important relationships to them and not compromising their own needs. So I encourage you to do the same. I love you guys and I hope that this episode is helpful to you. As always, please let me know any questions that you may have hop into my DMs on Instagram. Please, please, please subscribe to this podcast, rate this podcast if it connects with you, if you want other people to have a better understanding of what they can get from listening. And I wish you the most success, whether it's in an active period of growth or an inactive period of growth, but please be kind to yourself and I will be back with you soon.